Kulumani, Kulumani, Kulumani sezwe. Sinanze ya baya chabula basichanda. Wow, that was quite amazing. Last week we were in India and this week JJ's Music Box moves to South Africa as Jayang Javeri introduces us to the life and music of the male quarrel group. You've just heard them, Lady Smith, Black Mamazo. And I'm going to leave it to Jayang to tell us more about them in his own inimitable style. Good afternoon to you, Jayang. Lovely to have you in the studio today. Yes, thank you so much. Nice to see you, Saudia, as uh, on every Wednesday. Nice to be here inside the studio for a change. It's really lovely to have him here. And, you know, that was a fantastic track. And they are just so amazing. I do remember listening to them, you know, a number of years back and having their CD. It was it was fantastic. I actually watched them live in Hong Kong um, when uh, Paul Simon was oh, um, here in 1991. Oh. So it was uh, they were with him and it was absolutely fantastic. It was it was another experience. Yeah, because they're just so vibrant and they're just amazingly, um, you know, I, I can't describe the word. It's just mesmerizing i mean when you start listening you cannot let go of it you know the really interesting thing is the range of voices that they use mm. i mean everything from you know ululating sounds and uh, deep sounds and everything it's just a cornucopia of sound and it all is so harmonious it's fantastic so now tell me about them like i suppose we didn't really hear too much about them until you know they were in the international limelight with Paul Simon. So how did that? What was it like before that? Well, um, this style of music um, is something which is known as isi katamaya. Now I'm going to try and get this Ooh, correct said again. That very isi well. katamaya. <laughs> yeah, there's a little click, uh, oh, yeah. a little uh, what what they, they they call a dental click, which <laughs> must must be there. So there we go. Try saying this isi katamaya. Isi katamaya. <laughs> I can't get the click like you do. Right. No, um, I, I had to practice that actually. Uh-huh. So there, there's a style of singing which is a cross between that and another style called mbube. So isikatamaya is supposed to be soft, harmonious, um, uh, and it also has lightly choreographed dance moves. Mm-hmm. And actually, you know, this is the kind of music it has to be seen and heard. So you get all of these uh, singers it and the lead it, lead yeah. guy. They're wearing white tennis shoes and they're moving, and uh, it's just something else. You know, Ooh, it's yeah. quite 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 endearing, actually, is what I would say. You know, and um, so this 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 particular group it was founded by, um, of course, they received international recognition with Paul Simon, but it was founded by a gentleman by the name of Joseph Shabalala. Mm-hmm. in 1964 and the story of its founding is also quite interesting actually they had a, a group of sorts um, before then since 1960 but in its present form um, it was in 1964 that he founded he had a series of dreams mm-hmm. where he dreamt male voices singing in perfect harmony and uh, this went on for a few days until he said, okay, I've got to do something about this. So he actually gathered together members of his family and friends who could sing and actually started teaching them these harmonies. And he says that the harmonies that he taught them were the harmonies that he heard in his dreams. That's quite a story. Though. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, he recreated all these harmonies and... Uh, 
So it's interesting and uh, how the name Lady Smith Black Mambazo came about. So Lady Smith is uh, John Joseph Shabalala's uh, family hometown. Mm-hmm. And black, as in the black ox, the ox is considered one of the strongest farm animals. And Mambazo means an axe. Okay. Right. And the reason why that reference to the axe is so important is because they would take part, uh, take part in these competitions and they always won. And so it was some, and uh, until such time as the organizers of these competitions actually forbade them from taking part because, <laughs> but the funny thing was that they say, all right, you can't compete, but you can sing. Okay. Okay. There's <laughs> so just no competition when they were around. <laughs> and so the word axe comes from there. So they axe the com- competition. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it was Lady Smith Black Mambazo. That's how we came in. Um, and this continued for a while. They were they were performing. And um, you remember, we are talking about um, uh, the, the apartheid era in mm-hmm. South Africa. Mm-hmm. And in the early 70s, they were... Um, uh, dis- dis- discovered by some record executive and they f- released their first album in 1973. It was called Amabuto. And um, it was the very first album by black musicians from South Africa to go gold. Oh, that's great. Yeah, um, and that was quite an achievement in mm-hmm. those days. Mm-hmm. And um, in 76, it was... Um, uh, Shabalala, Joseph Shabalala, he converted to Christianity. Mm-hmm. And then they released a number of albums uh, which were what I would term as gospel music. They, were, they had a religious and spiritual overtone. And one of them went triple platinum. Okay. And this is all in, in South Africa at, that this, is correct. at this point, yes. Right. Yeah. Until it was actually 1981, um, uh, that they were allowed. I, now, this is, I have to use the word allowed mm-hmm. by the government to visit Germany for a music festival mm-hmm. where they wanted to showcase South Africa. Now, remember one thing that South Africa was not on, only a pariah politically, but it was also a pariah culturally. Mm-hmm. And it was, I, I guess it was only because it was a black group that uh, uh, this exception was made for them. And they performed in Germany and uh, they were so well received that uh, Joseph and his group actually s- learned, picked up some German, and they wrote a song in German, <laughs> and they performed it on And TV. how long were they there? This is, uh, this is the talent speaking now, isn't yes, it? Yes, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And then, obviously, they uh, had another tour to... Uh, uh, um, they toured Europe again. And in 85, with Paul Simon, he was working on his album, Graceland, and he wanted some different voices, and he had heard of this group. So he came down to South Africa, and he actually met oh, right. Joseph. He actually went to South Africa yes. to meet them, right? Yes, and he met Joseph, and they just hit it off. Mm-hmm. And he brought them to London um, to record Graceland. And, in fact, Homeless, the track that we uh, began with, was their very first track with Paul Simon. Mm-hmm. Although the version that uh, we played today was not with Paul Simon. It was them solo. Right. But uh, it seems that Paul Simon apparently wrote the chorus uh, for, for Homeless and uh, uh, Joseph Shabalala wrote all the Zulu bits and all of the other sounds, etc. You know, mm. And it became a hit. 
So that was the turning point then, wasn't it, for them in terms of kind of international recognition? Sure. And uh, there were two other songs on that album where he, where they features Diamonds on a Solo for Shoes. Yes. I'm sure you've yes. heard that. Yes. And also You Can Call Me Al. Yeah. Both excellent tracks, really. Yeah. And, um, you know, actually, Paul Simon um, had to withstand a lot of criticism because, um, as I had mentioned, you know, South Africa was a cultural pariah in those days. So he was accused of violating... Uh, the cultural boycott. But nonetheless, that album sold 16 million copies. Gosh. And from then on, Paul Simon actually produced uh, a, an album specifically for Ladysmith Black Mambazo. It was called Shaka Zulu, and this was in 87, and it won them a Grammy. Okay. And in fact, they've won five Grammys and been nominated for 13. Mm. And so when international recognition came, it just, you know, came in droves. They were just deluged by that. It was quite an unusual thing at the time then, too, because, I mean, you know, to have this this group, this black coral um, group, it, there was nothing else like it around. That's correct. It? That's correct. No, there have been other groups which have followed in their footsteps. But I think what uh, resonated with Western audiences uh, was this a cappella style of singing, mm -hmm. and that was not foreign. Um, uh, been singing without any instruments in perfect harmony, but what was what made it even more interesting was all of these other sounds that they made, and also the visual appeal of seeing all of these uh, moving in time mm, to the synchronized, music. Synchronized, yeah, with the music. Mm. Yeah, so they also appeared with Michael Jackson in uh, Moonwalker. And they also did an album with Dolly Parton. Oh, gosh, they really did. Yeah. And uh, so uh, when Mandela, uh, Nelson Mandela was released in 91, uh, Lady Smith actually released a celebratory album to mark that in 1993. And Joseph Mandela just l loved them. Uh, no, sorry, Nelson Mandela just yeah. loved them. And um, they called them South Af he called them South Africa's cultural ambassadors. Yeah, and they sang at his presidential inauguration, and they also sang at his Nobel Peace Prize function. And apparently, uh, whenever uh, he had his birthday, they would come and sing for him. Mm -hmm. So again, you know, a lot of this gets tied in so much with the politics of that region, yes, and especially imagine. when the politics was so emotive and contentious. Um, as uh, apartheid. Do you think they had uh, a role in kind of raising awareness of some of this through their music? Oh, certainly. Yeah. They certainly did. Yeah. They never made, see, this is the great thing about them, they never made any political statements. Mm -hmm. Just by their sheer presence and the power of music, Yes. they raised awareness and uh, people, um, that's how I think it forced the world to act. Yes. Because if you remember, I don't know if you, how much of that time um, um, we recall, but um, countries like the United States would use words like constructive engagement. I mean, they always kind of skirted the whole mm -hmm. issue. Mm -hmm. And it was only countries like India, China, and uh, well, the rest of us in Asia who were very direct about um, uh, the uh, discrimination which went on. Mm -hmm. And um, so... It was left to groups like these to actually bring this up and um, compel, uh, I guess they they were also quite instrumental in 
applying international pressure on the South African regime to release Nelson Mandela. Mm, so quite a legacy there in terms of what they did. It wasn't just their music, was it? It was a whole cultural change of things. Sure. And then in 2002, they win their second Grammy for an album called Venukela. Mm-hmm. And that there's, there's a backstory to that album, which is very poignant, actually. So it was during the recording of the album that Joseph's wife of 30 years was murdered. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's lost uh, uh, family members to gang violence and all sorts of things. Um, these uh, uh, shanties and uh, the townships were not very safe places in those days. Mm-hmm. And she was murdered and he injured his hand trying to save her. And the story goes that the police then actually told Joseph's son, that if you implicate your father, you know, I'll, 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 I'll release the lot of you. Oh, and the son refused to do that. Mm-hmm. And somehow um, uh, Joseph recovered and he continued recording the album. He completed the album and it won them a Grammy. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. There's a lot of suffering when yeah. you look at that, yeah. those, these stories. I can imagine, yeah. And then they released another album called Long Walk to Freedom in 2006, which got them a Grammy nomination. And by 2008, there was speculation that Shabalala might um, retire. What kind of age was he then? He was, I mean, he was probably quite young when he first started, wasn't he? Yeah, I mean, let's, he was, um, oh, in 2008, he might have been, what, uh, when he when he passed away in 2020, he was 79. Mm-hmm. So you're probably talking about 67 yeah. or something Yeah, like but that. he's been working, but then he was really working continuously since sure. he started. Sure, absolutely. He, he's not really taken a break at all. He's been continuous, hasn't he? I mean, in his statement at that time, he said that they were traveling six months of the year. Wow. You know? Yeah, that's quite a major undertaking. So he, he, he actually made a statement uh, um, addressing speculations about his retirement where he said that uh, Lady Smith Blank Mambazo was not a group, it was a mission. Mm-hmm. And it would be continued by his son, mm-hmm. which it is to the, this day. And um, he actually said, and I quote, Lady Smith Black Mambazo must continue as the message of peace, love and harmony never uh, never must be silenced. Mm-hmm. So that was his. Um, uh, that was he said. Uh, that's what. That's what he said at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, Shabalala passed away on the eleventh of February, twenty twenty, when he was just seventy nine. Yeah. So that wasn't that long ago, actually. Just um, a couple of years, really. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not far. And has his son taken over? And is it still the way it was in terms of Lady Smith Black Mamasa? Sure, his son, um, I think his name is Tamsanka, if I get his uh, name correct, um, heads the group now. Mm-hmm. And they've maintained their sound and they still collaborate. And, um, you know, as I said, you know, when you have something like this, there are many um, people who follow in their footsteps. Mm-hmm. I'd like to use that language then rather than call them imitators. Yeah. And, um, but it's never the same. Yeah, well, you can't, you you cannot match them. I mean, you know, there, it was the, it was the passion, it was the experience that they had, really, which made them what they were, and of the time that they actually started. 
But mind you, my first introduction to them was in 86, uh, sorry, 80, 87 uh, with um, the album Graceland. Yes. I used to actually have the LP and then I saw watched them live and um, it was not until the YouTube era that uh, I started um, uh, watching them, their videos and listening to their music. And as I said, it's just the cornucopia of sounds that emanates from this group and the stuff that a human voice can do. And it can give you so much joy and peace. And um, so that's what I like about them. Yeah, obviously you started listening to them almost soon after they were introduced really internationally. So now, I mean, are people still listening to them? Um, you know, because I'm just thinking that I haven't actually heard you know in the mainstream in terms of just on, on radio and stuff i haven't heard too much from them so is it mainly in south africa that they're popular at the moment well i suppose that um, um uh, foreign collaborations or collaborations with mainstream western artists um um uh, we ha you're right we haven't heard much from them recently mm -hmm. um but they're still performing um and they're still recording Mm -hmm. um, but it's mostly in South Africa. Okay. Um, and um, I do hope that we hear much more of them because this is the kind of music which, you know, it just makes you so happy. Yeah, it is lovely. It is absolutely lovely. And it is, I mean, I was listening to the different sounds that were there and that is just pure talent. You can't, you know, no, I suppose quite a few people couldn't duplicate that even, even if they wanted to, frankly. No, no. So. It's, I think, in their DNA. Okay. And and from their tracks, what is your favorite one? I mean, you've got we've got one lined up at the moment, which is Hello, My Baby. Um, what's that? Is there some background to that particular track? Well, um, not particularly. Uh, this one was uh, released, um, again, as part of one of some of their Western recording projects in America um, in the early noughties. Mm -hmm. And um, I picked it because, I, again, you know, it's just the range of sounds and it's just cute and the sounds that they make. And uh, um, it's, 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 I don't know, I, I cannot, I do not have a word to describe the joy mm -hmm. that you will feel when you listen to this. It's a cross between bliss, you will laugh, you'll chuckle and you will feel so good about it. And um, I guess if you, if one heard this the first thing in the morning, Mm -hmm. It's enough to wake you up and, and make you face your day with optimism. Absolutely. And <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, it sounds fantastic. I'm dying to listen to it. Jayang, thank you very much for coming in today. It has been lovely actually having you in the studio, which is, you know, before we've had it on, we've had him on Zoom last week. It was a telephone line, mm. but it is much nicer to have you in the studio. Likewise, it's forward, so nice to be here. And I look forward to having you again. Now, just as a little little taste for next week, do we know, do we know what you're going to talk about next Next week? Mm, I still have to rummage through my box and see what uh, comes out. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't really try thinking about it, but it must be some. I'm, I'm sure it's going to be as interesting for you as it is going to be for okay. me. Okay. Well, now let's close with Lady Smith, um, Mambaza, and Hello, My Baby. Hey, baby, hey, hey beautiful girl. Sing. Hey, baby, hey, 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 hey beautiful. 